Greetings, Minecrafters, and welcome to episode 58, I think. Uh, the home is who we are and not who we ought to be. So, perhaps because it's mid-April and I think, you know, a lot of us are doing a little bit of spring cleaning, you know, here and there, maybe a closet taking on an extra room. Maybe we've noticed there's a lot of extra clutter in the house. A lot of us are moving around and and um, you're making changes. And even, you know, we'll say other animals, the rest of the animal kingdom is kind of doing the same thing, changing and building. In fact, I was on my home, on my way home from teaching uh, just yesterday, and there was a, a bird flying above carrying this huge branch that seemed like it had to outweigh the bird. But I thought to myself, you know, we're really not that different, uh, especially because we're in, in the middle of a huge renovation or Reno is the cool and uh, fun say, you know, and so even if you're currently, you know, maybe not in your dream home or even your dream apartment and, you know, you maybe you're in a small space temporarily or not so temporarily or whatever, you know, this discussion is, 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 is going to fit for anyone because we can make whatever space represent where we are right now, at least in some ways might not be ideal. But there isn't any reason that we can't make our um, our home space more homey, more relaxing, more of a self-expression of who we are, you know, and not reside in the past or reside in the future, but just reside, you know, right now in who we currently are. I'll tell you, I bought a book years ago. I want to say it's almost two decades. I'd have to look into when she actually kicked it out, but... Sarah Bon Brednick, she's author of uh, Simple Abundance, and it's a fantastic book. It's seemingly a little more geared to women, but I think really it works for anyone. And it's a, it's a day book, so there's there's different, and she has themes. And so the one for May is all about home decoration and self-expression and creativity, uh, feng shui, decluttering, all that. So I think this is such a good place to reside for right now. And uh, in one of them, one of the little snippets she has. She has a a quote by Ralph Lauren. I love this. She says, or he says, when friends enter a home, they sense its personality and character, the family's style of living. These elements make a house come alive with a sense of identity, a sense of energy, enthusiasm, and warmth, declaring, this is who we are. This is how we live. You know, it definitely it can work for anyone because I'm thinking of um, my beloved and I have been married for 30-ish years. I'm not great with the math, but something like that. And when we first were married and we were living in a, a small apartment in Virginia, we didn't have much, you know, but each other and our love, as they say. And we had our oldest son, Ryan, pretty quickly. We still made our little apartment. You know, when I look back, I wasn't thinking of this then at all. I was just kind of moving around and you know, we put up family pictures right away. And we, we are both, we both love entertaining and I don't mean to sound like the Kennedys and, you know, we're on a yacht and finger food pinkies out and all that. We just like people. And I like to think we're very warm and inviting and that's followed us all the way, you know, 30 years later into a nicer, bigger home. And when I look back, the the expression, even though the stuff, the content, the furniture, you know, that all has changed over the last 30 years though the energy really hasn't because we're still who we are in that way. So we still, um, the, the, the furniture tends to be inviting and we tend to, 
you know, we've got happy things around and we both like things open, lots of window. That part hasn't changed. You know, and as far as uh, motivation, everybody's got their own drive. And if you take any of these strengths-based assessments, uh, I've taken a bunch of strength scope is probably my, my favorite because that one, you can look that up if you Google it. Uh, that one, when you take it, it doesn't get into like what you do great and what you suck at. It's more about what excites you, what gets you just so excited and what's a little bit more draining. And draining doesn't mean you suck at it. You can do it. Maybe you just don't like it. It doesn't fill you up. And let's say um, for me, it's details and Google Docs. Google Docs just hurt my head. So it's good to know that because if I'm doing working on a task with someone, I can then move it along to a colleague who likes details and they're running with it because that excites them. Whereas I'm more of a big sky person and creativity is a huge motivator for me. And I can't even think of anything more. I mean, I'm making a difference in the world. I have a lot of them, but creativity is really I'd like once I hone in on something new and shiny, I'm just zoom right there. And creativity can really roll into just about anything. And certainly the home decorators of the world know how that can roll into a home or, you know, uh, no matter what that home looks like. And though I'm not a home decorator, I'm huge into self-expression. I love self-expression with clothes. I also love to cook and I cook kind of in my own way, dance to my own beat in general. And it, it, I guess maybe because I'm in this mode, we just decided, we, meaning me, the husband's kind of going along with it. And when I decided to rent all the upstairs here, I just like went for, went for broke. And I don't mean money-wise, I mean just knocking through the walls because now all of a sudden I'm literally sitting in this upstairs of our house, looking through to one room to the next with two by fours, everything's out of it. And this is actually motivating me to be on this new track to minimalism. I don't know that, honestly, if I'll come back, come out of it as a monk, I'm going to guess probably not. Though I'm in it, now that everything's out, I'm only going to put back in or bring back in what I absolutely love. Like it's got to do it for me. It's got to light a spark or it's going to be set outside by the trash or, or given away. It's going to find a new place. It'll bring, it'll bring someone else joy. Um, I am in self-express feng shui declutter mode. So uh, this one makes me chuckle. Sarah von Brednick talks about her own, one of her own little snippet stories here. She says, shortly after my husband and I were married, my parents moved to a smaller home in a different state and began divesting themselves of furniture and belongings. Because of my love of Victoriana, my mother gave me my grandmother's 19th century front parlor suite, a love seat and two chairs which she had purchased at an auction in 1921 at the Ritz Hotel in New York City. Wow. She also gave me a pair of turn-of-the-century china lamps shaped like urns. Oh, I wouldn't like that. The, the lamps are shaped like urns, which sat on brass pedestal bases and were nearly four feet high. They were forest green with gold leaf trim and featured a huge pink calla lily in the center. Oh, my. And Sarah says, the lamps were hideous. But it took me years to open my eyes and realize it. And of course, you know, it sounds cliche because it is. But when people say beauty is in the eye of the beholder, you know, that's so true. And even if we did, if we once ourselves thought something was beautiful, you know, when we're a decade older, then two decades older, then three decades older, you know, that wedding gift from aunt so-and-so 
may have just, you know, lost its luster, as they say. And sometimes people get so wrapped up in guilt and the person may not even be on this earth anymore. It's, oh, I have to hang on to it. They don't care. They're not even here. And the thing is, things, gifts and such can also just no longer fit, you know, like a pair of shoes or or the soles have worn off or whatever like that. It's time to just get rid of them. And it can, whatever, you know, isn't working for us anymore, if it's in good shape, might bring all kinds of joy to somebody else. You know, so this self-expression that we're talking about that I'm really currently in right now, and I'm a shiny object chaser. So this also has a window like Cinderella, you know, when the clock strikes midnight, I'll, I'll be done with it and turn into a pumpkin. But right now I'm in it. Uh, and I, I'm looking for new paint, new everything. It's going to look entirely different. Uh, and Sarah continues to say, she said, but this is about the hideous lamps. This authentic awareness came as I was attempting to bring order, the third simple abundance principle into our lives. I began to do this by wandering through the rooms of our house, dispassionately observing our patterns of living, how we stored things or didn't, what areas became catch-alls, where we succumb to the tendency to take things out but not put them back because it wasn't convenient. Oh, my gosh, isn't that so true? Hence the drunk junk drawer. When we're in that split millisecond, like, oh, don't have time for this. Somebody's coming for dinner soon. We just, we just, we'll just throw it here. I'll deal with it later. Of course, later doesn't come, and it just builds and builds and builds. At least for me, as I can always speak for me, that build, build, build in the junk drawer and in my surrounding atmosphere builds on me on the inside and my head just gets heavy with the clutter until I feel like I'm going to implode. That's kind of where I'm at right now. And Sarah continues. She says, during the course of this investigation, I turned my attention like a detective pursuing a crime scene to examining decorative objects that surrounded me daily, especially noting their presence and validity. Who lives here? I asked as I began searching for myself. Every time I came into the living room, I found myself recoiling from those lamps. God, they're horrible. I, I would mutter under my breath and move on. Finally, one day, she said, God's interior decorator said in desperation, well, get rid of the damn things and stop whining. I mean, so for me, because I'm in this mode right now, surrounded by two by fours with pieces of sheetrock kind of sort of dangling by the from the ceiling and walls. You know, I, I trying to, when I move when we when we're moving all these things out, all of a sudden you realize there's all this just stuff. And I'm a thrower actually, so that's really a statement. Of course, I'm married to Rat Tattooie, though he's a total pack rat as much as I love him. So the thing is the, to make two separate piles that as far as for keeping. So one is it's beautiful, and this the other one is it brings joy to me, and there may be overlap there, and they're really isn't another, well, and there's also the useful category, I guess. We don't want to throw away the couch unless we have a plan. So let's say beautiful brings joy, useful. And the fourth one we're going to keep as a, is going to need a lot of, you know, attenuating because if we get into the meaningful, like the sentimental, that's where that, that's where that's a pack rat catch-all. Oh, I'm, I, I've had this Q-tip since I was in kindergarten and my best friend gave it to me and I had it in my pocket all day. You know, who cares? So we have to be careful with the meaningful category. If it's, you know, one of your kids made their made their handprint in a ceramic 
little thing that sits on your dresser. Well, then, of course, um, though, we really have to be careful with the meaningful and kind of like also with clothes um, as if I haven't worn it in a year because of the four seasons. If you're someplace that doesn't have seasons, you don't even have that excuse, quite honestly. Right. So if I haven't worn it in the four seasons through that year, I don't care if it has a price tag. I don't care if Ralph Lauren himself made it. It's going. So that's that's another thing. If I haven't worn it, if it's a, a child thing, if I haven't worn it or played with it, you know, game or whatever, it's it's gone, 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 gone. You know, because the thing is, for creativity, we're talking about the home today. It's true in general, absolutely. I'm a huge creativity person, like I said. So I'm kind of aware of creating that that vacuum for whatever it is I'm trying to bring creativity to. And right now, it's our it's our house and our home, our fortress, right? Our fortress. There's got to be a vacuum. There's got to be a vacuum, you know, kind of like we were saying last week, actually, with the law of subtraction. It was a different context, but it's not different. You know, in order to invite, you know, not just the paint itself or the new furniture or new used furniture, whatever, not the point, but new, new to us, whatever. In order for that to, you know, there being, you know, an opening for that, we have to, we have to get rid of a lot and, and create this vacuum and not just for the paint itself, but for the inspiration for the paint too, as well. Because in order to like be able to see this new color to swing to swing out to something new, just to, to kind of see in quotes to see something differently, to see the use of some old table differently, to see um, an entirely different type of curtain or whatever, we've got to have a vacuum. And the best way to do that, and metaphorically speaking, is a blank canvas. You know, artists go nutso with a blank canvas. It's like an artist's favorite thing. Well, that's not different for a home. Again, even if it's a studio apartment and like for us right now, literally, as we speak, I'm surrounded by everything stacked everywhere. Um, As soon as we have a a, a string of of dry days, it's all going to be going out in the front yard once it's painted. And then again, only what I absolutely would absolutely brings joy to us or is useful is coming back in. I'm going to, Hope that's going to be about 10% of what is in the front yard. You know, and then of course, you know, some of the feng shui principles come in too. So I'm thinking the openness, some people don't like that. My husband and I both like things open, a lot of light. We're also in Northern Vermont. So there's not a lot of light, you know, to begin with. So you kind of want to maximize on that. If you're a solar panel person, you know, good for you as well. And, and nature, and I'll tell you the honest truth is plants fear me. They, they, if they could run, they would. Um, and still, I keep trying because why not? And I was actually uh, researching a little bit for I uh, at at the college where I teach, Champlain. I was doing um, for my Defense Against the Dark Arts Club with my students. We were doing bonsai tree planting, and who knew when I was researching just how to do this. I landed upon some of the different principles of bonsai and the overlap with feng shuiing and i'm now going to do this so one of the uh principles of feng shui is to is is or components or whatever is to bring of course bring nature in apparently uh they're not fans of dead flower arrangements uh, which i used to have and now don't because i got rid of them because of this uh because they're dead actually actually that's even if they look people say they look so real but they're not and so i got rid of them because uh you know, the feng shui wise, it's just, that's where I am right now. And I got rid of them. So another thing I'm going to do with, which was in this research was 
placing plants on top of cabinets. And so we're fortunate enough to be swapping our yucky plastic ones out now for actual beautiful red birch ones, which is just, they're not there yet. We've got two actually. And usually, and the principle with the feng shui thing was that typically dust lands on top of cabinets, right? They're above most people's eye level. No one cares. And for me, I definitely don't care. I don't like clutter, but I'm not as much of a stickler with what's above or below my eye level. So if it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind, if there's dust on top of those cabinets, don't know, don't care kind of thing. However, I've had, you know, different things, uh, little, you know, cute little chili peppers in, a, in, in nice bottles out there, you know, to kind of give the kitchen a little pizzazz. So when we had to gut, gut it, we took them all out and now there's nothing up there. There's nothing. And so I'm going to do this feng shui thing with putting little bonsais and bringing nature into the kitchen. And it's a fabulous thing. And just the very thought of it just lights me right up. It's just going to be, it's going to be green and beautiful. And plants, of course, bring, they are life. They're obviously living things. And so they're going to sort of bring with them more life to the kitchen. So uh, though I do not identify as a home decorator, this is not my calling. My current calling, well, teaching and and uh, you know the Minecraft thing, or my and well-being, or my calling. And I'll say this is like a little sub-calling right now because creativity is definitely my thing. I'm all about it. So currently, this is simply the vehicle for creativity, right? And uh, right now, I'm all over. So again, so number one is create the vacuum. You, you got to declutter to see it. You can't even see it. Well, at least I can't. Without, you know, an empty, there's got to like just be empty, blank slate canvas. After that, it's good to kind of explore the lighting in your house. And I'll tell you the truth here. It's kind of humbling because I didn't realize how much we'd neglected in this house until we pulled stuff out of there. But the lighting's not good in here. It's terrible in the kitchen. Not, I don't mean just burnt out bulbs or just it, 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 the placement the placement of them. And they're cheap track lights and nothing to write home about, as they say. But they're just, they're not efficient. They, they're not inviting. And so um, I'm just going to replace them with more inexpensive lights that are, you know, it's not really about money at all. I'm actually very resourceful. It's about the placement of them, um, where they are uh, as a, so in, in sort of juxta, juxtaposition to where I'm cooking, which I enjoy. And I, I think just changing the lighting in the kitchen will have me enjoying far more, actually far more enjoying the whole cooking experience. We're talking about small dollars with that, with the track lights and new bulbs and moving them closer toward the actual, you know, cutting boards and, and, and oven are, which I didn't even realize. You know, this has been like 20 years in this kitchen. It didn't even occur to me. So lighting, so declutter, and then just do like a quick eval if it's yourself, yourself and a partner or kids or a roommate or whatever, and just kind of evaluate, is there enough light for you? Is there too much light for you? Is the light you have where you want it? You know, is it natural light versus, um, you know, the, you know, the kind of light you need at nighttime? And the idea with the feng shui thing, if I understand it correctly, is you want each room to be as inviting as possible. I'm, I am paraphrasing to the nth degree here because this is my own interpretation. So that's kind of what I'm doing in this house is going from each room not the whole house at once, because that's like gigantic. That's like Mount Everest. Who wants to take that on, right? It hurts my head to think about it. 
one room at a time. I want, so the thing is, I want to want to be in there. That's what feng shui is about. I want the room to pull me in. Like I can't wait to go sit on that very simple couch with that little table and that one book and, you know, the plant hanging from the ceiling that just kind of very spa-esque. And, you know, the other thing is, of course, color, you know, whatever colors you're into. And there are certain colors that are more relaxing. I mean, talking from a cognitive psychology standpoint, which is um, what, what my doctorate's in, that's very true. You know, certain colors say certain things, certain co- colors are more relaxing than other colors. So also in your house, if there's a house or apartment, um, again, uh, we, we have a larger home now because we've had, you know, five lovely young adult children that we've raised. There was, we, most of our married lives lived in a very, in very small spaces. We had a little tiny apartment followed by um, a temporary situation. Job-wise, we were in a teeny tiny little cabin that wasn't even winterized, which is very sweet and nice, but it was very, very small and, um, and quaint. And then from there, we had a teeny tiny, uh, we had a condo. It was small, but very pretty with glass. I don't think it was a thousand square feet. Honestly, we had three kids there. And then uh, a small house that wasn't much bigger when we had all five kids there. And then we got a little bit bigger house. So the point is not the size of the house or, or, um, your, or, or financial, com- you know, comfort or anything like that, because so much can be done with so little. And a lot of it has to do with getting rid of, right. And, um, and, and the quick fixes with paint, paint is probably one of the cheapest ways to feel that new, um, the new bling bling feeling like something is new. And then this is again, where color comes in because changing up the color of walls can just be so huge. It can just feel like you're in a brand new living environment. It can just feel brand new and then shift a few plants around and you won't even kind of know where you are. Right. The other thing is to, and this goes again with the getting rid of, it's fun to make something really pop, you know, in your apartment or house. So it does, it can be a piece of art for sure. If you've got a big, nice piece of art on the wall and you want kind of, you know, people to notice that when they walk in or just forget other people, you're just sitting on your own couch and you want to notice that. That means you got to like, sort of limit the distractions around it. Kind of like, kind of like weeding a garden. You got to get rid of everything else for that plant to look great. And I, again, I shouldn't really talk about plants looking great because that's something I'm working on. Or, or if uh, you have a brand new oven and, and it's like a sexy red color or something like that, and you want that to be kind of showcasing your kitchen, well, then you don't want to overdo it with too much red because it takes away from whatever it is you're trying to get to pop. Or, or it's a really cool bonsai tree or whatever it is to limit those distractions. And though it's cliche, the less is more thing is really, really true. And um, though I've always known that, I, I think just like it's very easy for me, like everybody else, to get in a rut. You know, it's sometimes it, when it's just winter or cloudy, you just start to just not be focused on newness and making change. And certainly during the pandemic that's been easy. And now, thankfully, hopefully it looks like um, we might be come out, coming out of that, I hope. And now is a really great time to just change it up in a big way. It's so refreshing and rejuvenating. And then lastly, at least for me, this so again, I'm not a home decorator, as I, as I mentioned, though the creativity and the feng shui thing I can do, because I really get this wanting to want to be in the room. And so that's, 
that's not something that takes a lot of, you know, you know, attending a school of design or something, at least for me, I just feel it. You can just, anyone can just feel it. Do I feel like I want to be in here? Or does the clutter hurt my head? And, and a, a lot of this has to do with also, in addition to clutter, a room can even be semi-empty, but, or, and the furniture is not placed right. So that's another thing that I've kind of been aware of actually for a long time now because of this feng shui thing. I'm just kind of dipping back into it. Now, the furniture placement has a lot to do with it because we don't want to have, if you picture the entrance to the door, that's where the invitation is. That's where it's like, you know, uh, come in. Right. And so we don't want the back of a dresser or a bed to be, you know, blocking the energy of walking in the door and wanting to be in there. Furniture placement is huge. It should be like a catcher's mitt for people, you know, uh, walk in and sit here, sit there. Corners can be tricky. And that's what I'm still thinking about in our house. Corners can be tricky because there's people don't want desks in a work as well. You don't want to be facing a corner. It's not natural. It makes me think of third grade. If, if you, you know, had a fresh moment and, you know, the teacher said, oh, go stand in the corner. Like who wants to be in a corner? It doesn't make any sense. And even if you have a tiny workspace or a tiny home space, you can still work with what you've got. I've worked with really small spaces to make them inviting. And again, it's something you just feel and just ask yourself, do I want to be in here? If the answer is no, why? If the answer is yes, also it's, it's why what's going right in this room and you swinging towards almost a hundred percent want to be in there or are you more in the middle? Cause if you're in the middle or two thirds, you might be on the right track, but there are some more things you can do to to feel like you just can't wait to be in this room. And then lastly, as I sort of mentioned earlier, it's because we're in a middle of a rental right now. So it's easy for me to visualize because I'm kind of living in it. This is just my own strategy. Rather than you know making changes and just moving things, giving things away along the way, that's all good too. I mean, if you're in that mode, that's a, that's, a, that's a good start. It, if, at least for me, it can be very helpful. Kind of like pretend like you're moving, even if you're not, right? Just pretend like you're moving and you have to get everything out of the house. It, it's just because new people are going to move in in a week and you're having a closing. Just pretend and take every single thing out of the one room. If it has to go in the back deck, front yard, or cram it into a closet or another room, um, even if you know you're going to keep the whatever, and to actually be able to look at at four or three empty walls, and empty walls. And then this is, to me, this is the best way to really invite the creative juices to flow. This is a lovely place to just kind of wind up our conversation on, you know, feng shui, the home, feng shui, the mind, you know, clutter, clutter without causes clutter within, they say. And uh, so on that note, This is Kimberly Quinn signing off from Northern Vermont. Have a mindful day. Mm